Hi, this is Avery Amaral, the editor-in-chief of The Spectrum. Welcome to our podcast in which we interview the newsmakers around Dartmouth High School. We'll be right back with this episode's guest. Today, the Spectrum is interviewing members of the Teachers Union, where we're discussing the importance of healthcare benefits for educators. Hi, I'm Ms. Fifield. I'm one of the English teachers. What would you like me to talk about? Oh man, you can't be in public education without being in a union because people will take advantage of us. Um, what, depending on where you're working, you, you don't have a choice. You join the union or, or not. But you, you need to have groups together working to have a, the group taken seriously and, and treated respectfully. So, I mean, even if it weren't mandatory, I would be in this union. So I'm going to pass it on. Hello, uh, Renee Vieira. I'm the, finally the co-president of the Dartmouth Educators Association. I've been the president for probably about 10 years, and prior to that, um, grievance chair and a building rep. And um, I guess what got me started was after teaching for a number of years, I wanted to look at a different aspect of, of um, education. And um, so you getting involved in, in the union and union leadership just gave me a different, um, you know, a different uh, perspective um, in working with you know, building adult-adult relationships along with adult-student relationships. I think what's nice about being in Dartmouth Educators Association is that um, I'm, you know, I'm not going to throw out a percent, um, but for the most part, I think most of our um, teachers are very um, you know, dedicated to our profession. And um, as a local union, um, the community does understand that. You know, there are sometimes unions can be seen as, you know, they're the ones that make the noise and squawk but don't necessarily always carry out the job to the best of their ability. And that's just not an education. You know, it's why sometimes unions get a bad name. Oh, you don't want to work, you go to the union. Here in Dartmouth, um, you know, I can proudly say that I don't think we've ever been um, thought of in that light. We've always been very good, you know, about being educators and having a strong positive union. In relation to healthcare, was that your first question? Okay, well, healthcare in Dartmouth, I will tell you that our healthcare benefits are very, um, they're very good. Um, it's been called like the Cadillac of Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, for HMO and PPO. Um, and uh, yes, um, it is. However, the town of Dartmouth has put a very small amount of money in their budget. I believe it's 1% of the whole town budget um, uh, dedicated to paying all its employees uh, healthcare benefits. And um, we recognize the importance of it, but it, we pay for it dearly um, as employees of the town. So though we do appreciate the benefits that we get, it comes at a very high cost. And if you're a teacher or a nurse at that salary level, um, it hurts, but it's doable. But if you're a teaching assistant um, or a secretary or another member um, of the Dartmouth community that may not necessarily be a DEA member, you know, like uh, food service and custodial staff, when your um, salary is quite different and you're putting out the same amount of money, um, we just feel like the town of Dartmouth is not being respectful to its em employees as a whole in relation to what it costs for us to 
have a health care plan. Uh, hi, I'm Jeff Reed, social studies lead teacher, uh, building rep, and I was, let's not say dragged into negotiations, but um, uh, Ms. Villar asked me to, to join the team, and health insurance is super important. Uh, I would echo everything that she said. In preparation for this, I pretty much looked at all the local schools and the schools in our DART. In our DART are other schools throughout the state that socioeconomically are very similar to Dartmouth. We're at the bottom of the list. There's only one local school that has a, a worse healthcare split than us, and that's Westport. Every single other one around here that you can think of is significantly better. Um, we've lost a lot of good teachers saying, I love Dartmouth. I can't afford to stay here. You know, if I just go to one of these other schools, I'm saving thousands of dollars a year. Um, so that was really important to me um, that, that we fight for that. Um, and I know money is always tight everywhere. It's just the big struggle is if all these other communities are able to figure out a better way to compensate their, their teachers, I just don't understand why we can't. You know, so that, that's really what we've been pushing for, the, the main thing of this negotiation round. So we're just introducing ourselves. Yeah, thanks. <coughs> Thank you so much. Okay. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Miss my name is Michelle. I generally teach every math class um, on the planet and AP Computer Science. Um, and I think the thing, besides everything that's been said before me, it sounds like, I think what sticks out to me is, in addition to the health insurance and the inequity of funding for us, how it translates to the inequity for you all, right? So if the money's not being spent on the staff and the teachers here, how good can it be for you, right? So what how much money is really being spent on the student in this district versus other districts, I think is what sticks out to me the most. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk the numbers on that later, but that's what sticks out to me. The dollar amount that is spent on our students is grossly below the average in the state spent on other students. So you guys are all being disadvantaged and you're all competing for the same schools, the same colleges, the same technical jobs, and you're just not having the same amount of money spent on you. So hopefully we'll run those numbers later. Thank you. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Gary Lauer. I teach math here. And uh, th it was the numbers, well, first of all, it was the fact that you may, might have heard our uh, school committee member, Dr. Jenkins, say that our per pupil spending is in the is at the tenth percentile, which means ninety percent of schools spend more on their students than we do. But that's a ranking, and that doesn't tell you dollar wise how far you're lagging behind. And so that, as Ms. Hill said, that's what I was focused on is figuring well what's the dollar impact. Okay, and uh, thanks for having me here. Okay, so I think my first question is, how can students help you guys out? Because I feel like this is really obviously a teacher-led thing. So how can students support you besides just going to protests? Besides going to protests? I, I would go out on a limb and say, talk to your parents about this. You know, they should know about the, the numbers that Mr. Lauer was just talking about, right? That, because they want you guys to get the best possible education. Um, I'm going to hand it over because I don't know the specifics as well as she does. I'm rank and file. <laughs> uh, 
All right. So we can relate this uh, specifically to the health insurance issue. It's not just an educator issue. It's a town issue. Whether you are, as a student, going to um, you know, go to college and then come back and reside in Dartmouth, whether you are not going to go to college, you're going to get a local job and you're going to stay around here, we need to invest better in our community. I did not grow up in Dartmouth. I am not a Dartmouth resident um, in the sense that I tease my children. They were born here. I was born in the fine city of Fall River. And um, I, I look at Dartmouth and I, you know, from the 20 or so years that I've been living here, I think in some ways we're still so very antiquated and our town has changed and it hasn't changed for the better over these 20 years. We're losing employees across the board. It's not just in education. When we look at healthcare and we look at the cost of health insurance, when we look at trying to find um, educators, um, trying to bring in diverse educators, trying to um, be more inclusive, not having a town that doesn't spend enough money on its students. When you look at that as a, as a parent, why do you want to move into Dartmouth? Why do you want to have your students educated in a school system that we as the educators can say we're proud of and we do the best that we can? But when you look at the numbers, there are many other school districts in the area that spend more on their students. When we look at trying to retain um, you know, employees at the town level, well, we've lost town managers recently. Uh, you know, we've had quite a bit of changeover at town hall. Um, I'm going to politely say that the select board method is not necessarily the best way to, you know, to, to run a town, uh, town meeting for all its intents and purposes, um, we see a lot of the same individuals, the same stakeholders, and that doesn't allow Dartmouth to grow um, as we need to grow um, you know, as a society. Hi, this is Mr. Higgins, and I'm wearing several hats here today. I am the advisor of the Spectrum. I'm an English teacher. Uh, I'm a member of the union as well. Uh, I'm a parent. My son's here in the room. <laughs> um, so here's what I, what I think we should ask right away. I, I'm interested with Mr. Lauer, if you could explain a little bit about the, like this whole split with um, insurance that you see in the newspaper. You know, what percentage is the town's paying? Uh, what percentage that teachers pay? And why should people in town or why should students be concerned about that. How, how do we explain that to people? And to everybody else, when we, I guess when we ask questions during the podcast, we should probably direct them at specific people just because we have so many, so many people here. So Mr. Lauer, I don't know if you can speak to that and explain that a little bit so that, you know, the average person would understand what's going on. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll first talk about per pupil spending. Yeah. Um, so if an average district in the state spends a dollar in Dartmouth for, for their students per pupil, we're spending 82 cents. So that's the impact of being at the 10th percentile, of being behind 90% of the other schools, is 82 cents for you guys when the average student gets a dollar. Um, to me, if you're looking for a way to help your own cause, is make people aware of that number. I'll, I'll pass it over to Ms. Vieira to talk about insurance splits, since I think she's probably better able to focus on that. Um, but that was the shocking finding that I came up with. 
this is data that's available at the U.S. Census Bureau. Every school district, every public school district in the country has to report this information. So it's readily available information for any researcher to look at. Is the dollar average in Massachusetts or nationwide? Massachusetts. So... If you were at the other end of the ranking and you were at the 90th percentile, that school happens to be Dedham. Um, their students get more than a dollar. They get a dollar 22. So the difference, but if you're competing with a Dedham student, they're being funded with a dollar 22 compared to your 82 cents. That's the difference between ranking in the 90th percentile as they do and ranking at the 10th percentile as we do. And not very far from here, right? 45 minutes, maybe? <clears throat> and it plays a role in being able to hire really quality teachers. When I started here 20 years ago, my God, there was tons of people that would apply for every position. You don't see that now. You see postings going up constantly. You're seeing a lot more teacher turnover. Um, and sometimes I've been on um, interview committees and you feel like, okay, you know, this person fresh out of college seems like they're, they're nice and they have a lot to offer, but I figured we'd be loaded with people who have been doing this. You know, they're tested and they, they have all that experience. Um, we're not really seeing that. When you look at the health insurance split in particular, um, for Dartmouth, it's uh, we'll pay, teachers will pay 46% of health insurance costs, and then the district will pick up 54%. However, if you look at a lot of other local places, it's their teachers are paying, you know, 25% and the district's picking up 75%, 30%, 70%. That's thousands and thousands of dollars uh, a year. Um, so there's a huge difference. Um, just kind of coming back to a question they asked earlier on what students can do. Um, Educating yourself is really important. Um, and I would say part of that is I would talk to um, the superintendent in Bush Street and look, look for their side of it because we definitely understand money is really tight. You know, if they just had a money tree, of course they would give it to us, but you know, we're asking them to do something difficult. Um, but I think it's really important for students to understand both sides of the issue. You know, we don't really want to be here kind of like pushing you to our side. We want to present it to you. But you should also make yourselves aware of the other side. Um, and then, you know, go with whatever you su support. Um, that, that's really important that, that you're aware of both sides. So I think you mentioned earlier that a lot of teachers have chosen to leave and kind of move on to other school districts. What has made Mr. Reed you or stay here and kind of fight the good fight? <laughs> Well, for me, um, I'll say that I, I'm, I'm invested in the sense that my, you know, I chose to move to Dartmouth because I wanted my children to receive a good education. I wanted my children to be able to live in an, an area in which there were, um, there were options available. You know, we, um, we have a lot to offer in Dartmouth. You know, culturally, we have a lot. Um, you know, environmentally. Um, but part of me... Part of the reason why I decided to um, get really involved in the union was to show my children that, you know, if there's something that you are passionate about, um, you shouldn't walk away to find something better sometimes. You need to be able to take what you have and make it better. And just uh, hopefully I've been a good role model to them um, in using being an active union member 
you know, it, it, in a in a good place. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and they would hear my grumblings when I'd get home. Um, but there is also to, uh, something important about being able to be involved in my children's education because we, you know, I was working in the district that they um, have been educated in. So that was a nice way of, um, of being able to be an involved parent in, in that sense. Um, anything anyone want to add? Sure. Um, I'm a Westport kid. The difference between Westport and Dartmouth, at least when I was in school, was like night and day. Dartmouth was always bigger, better, amazing. While Westport, all the time, it was a struggle to get funding for everything. Um, at one point, they actually cut every single fall sport. The town just didn't have money for it. Um, paying for busing to get to school. So when I got the opportunity to, te to teach here, I hopped on it instantly. And I've never regretted it. Um, and I'm lucky I've been here so long. So health insurance is expensive, yeah, but I'm at the top of the pay scale and you know, I can swing it and I'm single. I don't have you know, a family to worry about with all that. Um, you know, so like, like Ms. Fiera said, I'm willing to fight for this place because it, it really is that great. It's just tougher to see from the outside when you're like, oh, I hear Dartmouth's good. And we've, we've offered people the job and then when they look at, here's the pay and the health insurance, like, oh, as much as I would really like to come here, I really can't. You know, so it's easier for people who've been here, been sucked into how great this community is. And then you're kind of willing to, to tolerate the fact that the compensation monetarily isn't the best. Okay, I'm Mackenzie Boucher. I'm a writer for The Spectrum. I have a question for Mr. Reed. I know you were in the room yesterday like at Bush Street, can you like kind of describe what it's like kind of trying to negotiate where like people are like kind of like yelling and marching outside and like how like the negotiations kind of go down? Um, I thought it was really encouraging. It, it was awesome to see everybody walking, you know, outside the window behind us and chanting. And, you know, it, it's a tough job because it's, Every school committee meeting, now we're going to select board meetings and we get a plan for negotiations and go to negotiations. It's a, a, it's a big commitment. Um, so to see you know, people there really supporting us um, is it, huge. And even hearing some students out there was great. I'll let Ms. Vieira speak more to that because as our union president, she does most of the, the talking in there and the weight is definitely more on her shoulders. Well, I can say that having... Um, having um the noise outside uh, was very distracting for the other side, which is always nice. Um, we, oh yes, it's loud in the room. And um, so you can tell when, when we say our side and the other side, not to be disrespectful, but you know, we just sort of, it's them and us. And um, when you know, uh, their lawyer was ready to you know, present something or to make a statement um, with the noise in the background and with the faces in the window, there's always that hesitation. Like you can tell that the, you know, it, it makes them nervous. Um, and you know, that's, that's part of the, the win on our side. You know, let's make you uncomfortable. Um, also too, that they recognize um, this year with our bargaining, we've done something a little bit different. We've had, well, we've invited what we call silent observers. So there are these uh, ground rules that you make when you go into bargaining. And for us, they've always been sort of loose, sort of verbal, not really formal ground rules. And that gives us both sides a little bit of wiggle room, but they've been silently practiced, you know, so we always just have um, our negotiations team enter the room. Well, this year we've brought in um, our board, our executive board. We've asked um, other um, union members if they want to just sit in and be silent partners, and that intimidates them because they don't. You know, if they were, uh, if 
if things are going to be said that are somewhat, you know, uncomfortable, let's say, when you have a smaller audience, you're not so worried. But as the audience in the room grew, you could tell that it made the other side uncomfortable. They had commented on it with our um, legal representative, you know, sort of in sidebar conversations, you know, what's the need to have all those folks? It's time consuming. And yet, and they are just, you know, silent um, observers. So yesterday, it just really um, scaled it up. And, um, and it was, it, it was um, a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a little distracting for me, you know, like to, to kind of focus and make sure I wasn't missing anything and reading. But so I knew if it was distracting to me, but not making me nervous, I knew it was doing a really good job on that side. So Hi, I'm Gabby. I'm a writer for The Spectrum. Um, Ms. Vieri, you specifically talked about how you've worked here for the past 20 years and how there hasn't been much change. How has that, has that negatively impacted your strive to come to school every day and be a positive teacher in the school? Okay, so I will tell you, um, I've been teaching for 27 years and um, I am it's not a secret that I'm celebrating the fact that I'm uh, 57 and I'm looking forward to being 60 um, because I just, I don't wanna not teach anymore. I just wanna do something different. Teaching when I'm in the classroom, it's great. Close the door, the kids are fabulous. You know, even rambunctious young freshman boys, they're still fabulous in their own way, you know. And we all have our good days and our bad days. Um, one of the things that um, all of us have to deal with is changing administration. And you'll notice in Dartmouth, we've had quite a bit of changing administration. At the building level, that changes the pulse of the building. So we are here, we are, you know, we have the experience, we understand, you know, routines and we understand the behaviors of our students and expectations, but you get a new administrator and then you have to learn the new rules, you know? It's like, oh, there's a new kid in the sandbox and they're in charge now. Um, that also is true at central office. Um, you know, we are looking for a new superintendent. That search is beginning. Um, so there's excitement to that, but there's that phrase, the devil you know, and, you know, we now, when we walk into school, you know, next year, there's going to be a new person at the top. So those are the things that for us as educators in Dartmouth, um, I can say, truthfully, most, most of us do really enjoy the buildings we work in. You know, if you talk to an elementary school teacher at, at Potter School, you know, they want to stay at Potter because they have their community. It's not that they don't want to go to DeMello, but you develop your relationships. Um, but when administration changes, we have to sort of, you know, learn the ropes again, figure out, you know, who the, uh, who the players are and what their behaviors are going to be like. I don't know if that answered your question. Hi, I'm Nadia. I'm one of the assistant editors for The Spectrum. So you mentioned something about like Potter School and stuff like that, and I was wondering, how does these efforts transcend to other schools in the district? Um, so you mean efforts regarding like negotiations and... Oh, no, no, other teachers from the district. So we have uh, signed holding events, and we have building reps um, that uh, uh, represent each school. So at our board meetings, uh, when we meet, all the schools have, have building reps that attend our meetings. We share out um, ideas. You know, we hear from everyone. Uh, we try to um, engage, for the most part, 
as a union, we're collectively really strong. Um, you know, there are different numbers of union members at each of the schools, but sign holding is one of those things. Um, trying to get to events, you know, school committee meetings, attend select board meetings. Um, so for the most part, uh, when we hold our general meetings, which are, you know, informational, um, we're not, we're collectively usually always on the same page. You know, individually, sometimes people, like when you look at a contract, um, when what we're negotiating, it, when we look at certain language, it might affect one group of, of educators, but not another, you know? Um, but collectively, we are all in support of the four units that the Dartmouth Educators Association represents. So we re represent teachers, we represent nurses, we represent secretaries, and teaching assistants. And there are four different contracts with that, but as a whole, we all are there to support each other. So if there's high school language that's really important to us, you know, elementary teaching assistants are still there, you know, supporting us and, you know, holding, towing the line. And the same is true in the opposite direction. So I know like Bush Street is kind of going through like a major shakeup and like there's a lot of new people there and there's a lot of people that are like going to leave, obviously. Um, how is it like seeing like Mr. Tebow, somebody who's like part of the school like just last year and now he's kind of like, he's on the opposite side and what's it like kind of negotiating with people you know are kind of on their way out anyway? It definitely makes it interesting, um, you know, when Dr. Gifford is there and we were just joking like, so this is actually going to be your last negotiations and then it's other people um, stepping in. So it makes it interesting. Um, it is nice to have Mr. Tebow on the other side because there's certain things that we can speak about and he knows it because he's lived it at the high school. Um, I would like to thank some of those things. He's kind of, you know, in support of the teachers like, nope, they've got a point, they've got a point. Um, it isn't always like that that verbal. We, we're not starting the conversation they have behind closed doors, but it is comforting to know that, that he's been um, the Dartmouth High principal for five years, so he definitely knows where we're coming from um, with a lot of things that we're bringing up. But yeah, it is interesting. Um, there's a lot of movement there and positions, and so you know, it, it'll be interesting um, who we'll be negotiating with you know, the next time around. This is Mr. Higgins, so I'm wearing my advisor hat now. Um, my question is, how strong is this union? Uh, because, you know, you can't turn on the news right now without seeing teacher strikes in Melrose, Malden, uh, you know, all over the place, I think, this, this school year. In Massachusetts, there's a lot of union activity. And um, I wonder, you know, especially people maybe who aren't, you know, leadership on the, um, on, in leadership positions, how do you how do you see that? Is this, are we stronger now than we have been before? You know how far is uh, is is the union willing to to take this? So, I have only been here for three years, and I've only been teaching for three years. So, the world of a union is just new to me in general, um, and I can tell you that I have probably been to. Okay, so the question was, how strong is the union? And I think I certainly come from a different perspective. You have all been here, been in the union longer than me. Um, I am not a Dartmouth resident. I did grow up on the east coast of the state, so I have 
really no ties here. I took the job and I've been here for three years and I stay because of the community. But I can probably say with certainty I've been to less meetings than anyone on this couch. And part of that is the pay is so low that I have to take on so many other jobs just to support myself. So all of the meetings that are after school, you know, for me to, to get to them, I would have to drive home for 40 minutes because to find somewhere that I can afford to live, I have to be so far away because this town has a lot of large land, a lot of houses, I can't afford that. So for me to live and work here, I live about 40 minutes away. So that's a task to get here. Then after school, I have to have two other jobs. So a lot of nights of the week, I'm working at my second and third jobs, again, to be able to come here every day and teach. So I can't get to a lot of these meetings. And it, it's tough, because it's a catch-22. I wanna be here for the meetings. I wanna be fighting to be paid more so that I don't have to have two jobs or three jobs, but I physically can't be here because I have to be at those three jobs. So it's, it's very difficult, you know, everyone else here has ties, you have families, you already have the house and it, it's a little bit easier. So it's really tough. I want to be here and I wanna be part of a strong union, but I find because of the things we're fighting for, I can't even be part of that. I can't even fight for the things I'm trying to fight for because my other side is just trying to exist and live within the confines of the payment. Um, but as far as what I hear, it sounds like our union is strong, but could be stronger, you know, and I don't know everyone's perspective. I only know about my own, but there are maybe some people in the building that don't care to fight this fight. I don't know, but there very well might be people in this building who aren't attending in high, the high numbers we really want and need because of reasons like mine, you know, I want with all of my heart to be here, but if I physically can't afford it, it's really tough. So that could be a lot of people in this building. I don't know, I only know my perspective, but something to think about. Okay, so uh, before I was a teacher, I was a legal assistant, and before I was a legal assistant, I lived in Brazil. When I came back from Brazil, where they could not voice their opinions for fear of death, because of the military dictatorship. I knew that I needed to be involved in democracy. And this is part of democracy. If you don't practice your democracy, you do not have it. So you go to the protests. And you know, we might think like we're out there just a little voice in the wilderness, but when you get a lot of little voices talking together, it makes a really big noise. So you need to have people stand up. And I think you're right, that people have kids that they have to get off the bus, they have to work a second or third job. Um, but as much as possible, we need people to get out. We are a strong union, but we could be stronger. Absolutely, and it's important. And as you guys grow up, it's important that you also participate in these things. If you feel strongly about something, you need to be involved. It's very important, okay? Enough said. <laughs> Okay, this is kind of just like a general question that everybody could like answer. Um, what's your favorite thing for people outside to like yell? Because I know one Dartmouth kind of got them. <laughs> like I remember when that happened, they were like, oh, you got them because Ross was sweating. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. 
I, I really did like the one Dartmouth. Um, that's a Mr. Shea thing. Um, and he has such a good heart and he really wants to bring people together. And so it was exciting for me to look out that window and see teachers from all different levels, secretaries, assistants, and students. You know, it, it's nice. I'm not trying to push an agenda on any student, um, but I'm glad that you guys are paying attention. You picked up on this and of your own free will, you decide, yeah, I'm going to go out there and support the teachers. So the one Dartmouth seeing like all of us really coming together for something that, that we all believe in um, is, is really great to me. And that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you to all the teachers for coming in today to discuss this very important issue. Thanks for listening. The Spectrum staff will be back soon.